This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on paying less for the coverage you need with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get a quote today at fbhp.com. From the Arthur Outlaw Convention Center in downtown Mobile, Alabama, the site of the 75th Reese's Senior Bowl, I'm Mike Keith. Ramon Foster is here. Rhett Bryan is here. Coach Dave McGinnis is here. And we've had a chance to watch more talented young men get a chance to work as they move towards Saturday's game. Ramon Foster, as you get more information, who or what jumps out to you from your senior bowl viewing experience? What jumps out to me is the tackles and centers. I think our very strong suit down here in Mobile. Now, of course, not everybody is down here, but the quality of the guys that we've seen at those two positions have been very high, I feel like, and consistent, too. That's a big part of it also, watching those two positions be good. And here's the other thing, too, seeing guys have a better day two than they did in day one. One of those guys specifically, South Carolina's Leggett. Right, Xavier, Xavier Leggett, Leggett, the wide receiver. And I don't think he had a bad day yesterday. But, of course, this is a stacked days type of league. You need to be good in practice on day one and day 20 also. Watching him have a good day today. And uh, the running backs also have been good. Marshawn Lloyd. I think it's probably separated himself in my eyes as opposed to the other running backs down here. Being able to catch the ball, go downfield, good vision, good shiftiness that he had in his uh, play uh, coming out of uh, Southern Cal this year. So that's what I've noticed. And the same uh, usual suspects as I had yesterday, I thought Tyler Guyton had a good day. I was watching the centers and speaking of, you know, I said, what centers? Charles Turner, I think, has been consistent in the things that he's done at the uh, center position also. Um, so that's what I've noticed. It's the, the strength of this this senior bowl to me seems to be tackle centers and a few other guys sprinkled in between. And I know you guys watch more of the back-end talent today uh, than yesterday. Tyler Guyton, an offensive tackle who has a tremendous frame and a tremendous amount of talent. And he's a guy that we, we talked about on the OTP throughout the course of this week and, and certainly will continue to get more attention as the draft process continues. Rhett Bryant, initial thoughts from you. Uh, some of the, the same kinds of things that Ramon spoke about in, in guys that improve day over day. But there's a couple of guys who have been stacking good days and, and didn't start out uh, a little edgier than others. One of those is Ray Davis, the running back from Kentucky, who started his career at Vanderbilt. I thought he's had a good week so far. And the other one is the receiver from Georgia, and that's Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint. Guy just catches pretty much anything comes his way and uh, continues to do that. And then, as Ramon talked about just a moment ago, we, we looked at some of the uh, small school prospects and, and guys you may not have heard of. Willie Drew from Virginia State is a name that you should pay attention to. He's only the second Division II HBCU player invited to the Senior Bowl in the last three years. The last guy was in 2021. It was Josh Williams from uh, Fayetteville State. That was a fourth-round pick of the Kansas City Chiefs. But Willie Drew, uh, he was a transfer from James Madison. He was invited to the East-West Shrine game and chose the Senior Bowl instead. 22 pass breakups, six interceptions, the CIAA Conference Defensive Player of the Year, 11 interceptions in the last two seasons. And you understand why he's here when you start talking about those kinds of numbers. All right, Coach Mack. Yeah, I looked at the back end today because, I, you know, I, we really concentrated. I did, you know, very hard uh, 
yesterday on the on the big guys up front, you know, especially offensively. But I I, I looked at the back end and, and especially on this national roster, Mike. Willie Drew was a was a guy that I, I watched very closely today because I think this this kid's got a chance. Also, Cam Hart from Notre Dame. Cam Hart is a big defensive back. Six oh two seven two oh four, and he's a corner, right? He's a corner, and he's got a he's got a seventy eight inch wingspan. He's he's got some nice movement to him. We had already talked about Kalen King from Penn State. You know, watched him today, and as Ramon talked about stacking days, he had another good day. You know, we, we talked about him. And then I think everybody's everybody's favorite down here in the back end is, is Quinion Mitchell from, from Toledo, again, the cornerback. Uh, he he did, a, did a nice job. But Drew and, and Cam Hart to me, and then the other guy in the secondary that I looked at, especially on the national roster, because I think they've got the, the better secondary, in my humble opinion, is uh, the kid from Oregon. The, the the big the big safety the big safety from Oregon from, State Catan Oladipo there you go thank there. you I was trying to get his last name before I said it it's all good anyway six oh two one two nineteen seventy seven inch this is a big big safety that moves very well he did very well in coverage today they used him some you know where they were bringing him down to to fill the line of scrimmage against the runs that's what I concentrated on mostly today and just gave a flash look at the big guys today the one thing that I will say. <clears throat> the favorite, uh, our favorite center that we really liked yesterday uh, got hurt today. Jackson Powers Johnson from yes, Oregon. Yes, and uh, he went in early uh, after the one-on-ones. He walked all the, the length of the field, went into the locker room, never came back out. I'm interested to find out what did happen to him because, to me, uh, Powers Johnson was was the highlight yesterday of watching the offensive lineman work. All right, I've got five players I want to run through and give you each a chance to discuss. UCLA edge rusher Liatu Latu, who, I mean, Coach Mack, I mean, he – Yes. He's a parent. Are, are you, I mean, when you look out there, you're like, yes, that's – Are you asking for a yes or no vote? I'm, I, whatever, <laughs> however you want to vote. Yes. Yes, he, he he first this guy's a very very nuanced rusher. He's got he's got he sets up moves, he's got counter moves to what he's doing and then the thing that you read about him before you start watching him on tape, not just here, is the relentless effort. This guy's the dude. 64 and a half, 261 pounds. That is a that is a heavy edge that you like to see. It is, and like you said, not just a heavy edge, but what I was uh, impressed with him was you saw him rush, but also in space too. He has an athletic ability and drive to him that you, we saw him make a play or two today. You're just like, oh, that lots, lots. I remember Rhett saying it out loud, and he just kept showing up. You kept seeing him flash. One thing defensive coaches love, absolutely love, which is where offenses can take advantage sometimes if they can get off on three downs. He was in the film, or he was around the play almost every single time today that he was out there on the field. So that ability to be athletic and move around the way he did today was very impressive to me. And, yes, that streaky stuff pays off at times. And he is a guy who is making the most out of a second opportunity because he is a guy that will be medically checked quite a bit when he gets to Indianapolis and the Combine because he was medically shut down. Uh, in his first stop what was at University of Washington. Washington. And was out of football in, in rehab for two years. And so 2023, he comes back and has a great year with UCLA after he transfers. And uh, it, like I said, he looks the part. He acts the part. 
And if the uh, neck injury that he had that was surgically repaired and was rehabilitated is good to go, he's going to be a guy to look at. I actually played with a guy, uh, Jarvis Jones, former mm-hmm. Georgia outside sure. linebacker at DN. Had somewhat very similar issue. Ended up turning into a first round. Jarvis made it through the first few years of his contract, and, of course, that's what you want sometimes. Uh, but that's not an impossible feat right there. The NFL has had those issues before, Coach Matt, and they know how to manage that and know what they're getting themselves into. I was down at Jarvis Jones' workout in Georgia because he came out the same year Alec Ogletree did that we ended up drafting you know, at the Rams. And, uh, and Jarvis Jones, that was the only nick on him. And the guy that was, that was around him a lot at that Georgia workout, I remember, was Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, were, they, were able to, yeah. they were able to pass that off. And so uh, th- that's a good comp. Why is Mike Tomlin the most obvious head coach here? Tenure, for sure. I think that matters. Okay. Um, and then, of, 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 of course, uh, the way he facilitates the guys, I feel like. You hear his voice. His guys, uh, I think for a while he was upstairs before he came down and before the American uh, team started. Um, and it's just the way his presence is out there. Um, but he, like, jumps in and talks to guys. and You know what he also was doing? Moving guys. I saw him move uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler um, Guyton over to the left. He wants matchups. He tried to set guys up to where, look, an NFL team wants to see what you can't do sometimes too. And I saw him doing those things, reaching out to guys, talking to them, just letting them know, you know when you have a dude in front of you, hey, do this. Let's talk about this. And guys are attracted to that type of stuff because here's what, what, what has to happen at the end of the day. Guys like to be coached. Guys like to understand where they are at times without you specifically telling them that. And he's not shameful in doing those types of things. So uh, players like that, and the coaches do too, that, they, that you facilitate that power to. Well, I'll tell you why, in my opinion, because I've been around Mike a long time in the league. He's a boots-on-the-ground coach. He's a boots-on-the-ground coach. He's not a guy, you know, to sit up in an ivory tower because of all the success he has. He's, he's boots-on-the-ground. He does it at school workouts. I, I, I've seen him do it down here every year I've ever been down here. And once he, you know, started uh, uh, earning his stripes as a head coach. But he's boots-on-the-ground, hands-on, hands-on. And, and you recognize he's very comfortable. He's very comfortable around players, not like Jeff Fisher was. That boots-on-the-ground guy, very comfortable around players. Uh, that's to me, and you, you pointed it out, Mike, it, he does stand out down there. Well, a lot, of, a lot of head coaches are not here. Correct. They are not at the Senior Bowl. He's not only here, he's on the field and, and is a parent all the time. And he'll tell you, too, he's a football nerd. He can point out stuff the way you, you'd almost just say to yourself, how do you know this? Why do you know this? And that's because you love the game. When you're appreciative of what the sport can do for you and also provide for you also, you have a different appreciation for it. And that's one thing he's never shied away in conversation with me or with the team in those, uh, in those team meetings and training camp. Football is hard. The acknowledgement of it is too. So when you have that sense of appreciation for it, uh, people are attracted to it. All right, so you have mentioned – this is the second player I'm going to bring up. You've mentioned Tyler Guyton, 6'7", 328, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. I'm not going with him as number two. Rep, Brian, you get the first shot at this. Uh, Talise Fuaga, offensive lineman from Utah, 6'5", 7", so nearly 6'6", 332. Fuaga, what does he show you? Well, first of all, he's got incredible length. Got about almost an 81-inch wingspan. 
So he's able to use that leverage and that anchor that you just mentioned at 332 to set himself and not let guys blow by him. That's the first thing in this. Um, the second is he's a guy that built day over day. Oh, That's yeah. why he stood out to you, right? Well, I mean, Daniel Jeremiah has him ranked ahead yeah. of some other talented offensive line. He has him as his number 11 prospect overall. Is he the one he had ahead of, of Olu Fashanu? Olu Fashanu. Wow. He's got a power base to him. The other thing is, when you watch him on tape, he's a nasty dude. <laughs> I mean, you, you you can tell offensive linemen the way they play if it's instinctual to want to – you know how a bull will get somebody up on their horns and gore them? Well, I mean, I've heard. Well, I, but, I I've, seen, I've, I've seen it. So <laughs> Mike the, hasn't done the running of the bulls in Pamplona. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I was in the cattle business. Stay out of the bullpen. <laughs> So it's not going to happen. But this is this is this is a nasty dude out there. And the thing about him, you mentioned the length, but the thing that's great about him is he's got a very very strong initial punch, and then he knows how to sit down. And when I say sit down, I'm not talking about dropping down on your tail. I'm talking about being able to get some flex in your knees and in your ankles, and then and then hold your spot. Uh, I can see why DJ would have him there. Talise Fuwaga, Oregon State, 6'5", 7", so nearly 6'6", 332 pounds. What I saw from a violent, edgy. <laughs> I nodded so fast, Coach Mack, when you said that. I wish they could see my head go up and down on that one, man. But violent man, has good footwork about him. His arms don't get too wide. You watch him, uh, if everybody gets beat. If somebody go past him, he wants to go back at it on the next play immediately. And he bounced back from bad plays is what I saw from him uh, while he was out there. Very fascinating guy and, and really good footwork, too. The edge is awesome. The nastiness is really good. But when the footwork matches, too, uh, it, it, I, I see why he's number 11. All right, number three, Rep. Brian, you'll go first on this one. Cornerback Max Melton from Rutgers, 5'11", 193. So Max Melton is one of those that you saw a couple of plays from him on Tuesday. But on Wednesday, this dude's sticky and is all over the place. He's breaking up passes uh, and just, you know, taking care of business. But, yeah, you said 5'11", 193. So he's right about where you'd like to have him. But he just stayed in the hip pocket of a lot of these wide receivers during the drills today. Coach? Yeah, he's he's one of those, again, you know, I grew up in the country, so I did. You ever got into a hornet's nest? I have done that. Okay, and, and you get into a hornet's nest, and you've got that one hornet that won't leave. When everybody else flies off, it's still after you. That's what he is. Yeah. And he's always he's always buzzing around. He's always buzzing around, and, and, and sticky is, is, is a great term for him, but he's also real uh, annoying. I mean, I could see he, he annoys receivers a lot because he's always around them, he's always in them, he's always moving with it, and, he's, and, and you can tell that he is intent on what he's doing, but the motor never stops with it. And it's super cool, too. With the side that we were at watching practice, Max Helton, we saw him pull a ball out. And forced to fumble. fumble. Forced to fumble today. And it's very interesting, Coach Mack. We talked to one of your former players yesterday speaking about Rutgers players, specifically McCourty twins, correct? Yep. And it sounds very similar to how he described them. I don't know what they're doing at Rutgers, how they're bringing these types of players about, but Max Elton definitely stood out today uh, in team drills. 
Hey, Titans fans, it's always game on with Duncan, so grab a coffee and kick off the action, whether that's drinking a cup of coffee on your way to the game or grabbing one to go before watching the game at home. Duncan is always there to help you get your game on. Just like the pros, we need to be at our best come game time, which is why Duncan is the most important part of your game day ritual because it's always the best call for football. America runs on Duncan. This one's going to be pretty obvious. Lad McConkey. Five eleven and a half, one eighty seven wide receiver Georgia. Nuanced, nuanced gets it. Uh, if you didn't know his background, you'd think you know what this guy's been playing football for a long time. But he he understands routes. He's he's really he knows how to set people up. And the other thing is he's moving faster than you think he is, and that's a big key. That's a big key there because he's got he he knows how to how to start stop. Use the clutch, pull back on the clutch, jam down on the accelerator. I, I, I like this receiver, and it, he's a guy that he's a guy that can find the open spots. And not just that. Let's go back to where he immediately just came from, Georgia. For him to carve out a niche for himself there with all the talent that they have, you know what the players that they have coming through that system says a lot about him too. He fits in. He goes about it correctly. You see him in the slot. You see him go deep. You see him go side to side. And also the special team stuff that he can provide for you too. Again, one of those key guys that you say to yourself, how is he making those plays? Well, just watch him. He's a pro's pro already and knows how to go about it. And the other part of it, as you two have mentioned, is the basis of route running and nuanced but it's the mitts, it's the hands, the clamps he's got to do all this. He had, had If he's dropped the ball, I hadn't seen it. And then you mentioned the special teams. They were reus- using the jugs machine today to emulate a return, and he has a football in each of his arms and catches a third football and doesn't let down. Absolutely catches it, no problem. Um, so the physical skills with the ball in his hands uh, is evident. Let me just say this, and I'm glad you brought that up just for our OT people. The reason you do that in punt return drills is because for the concentration to begin with, but when you're, when you're returning punts, you're, you're trying to put it in a basket. And so if you don't have those two balls in your hands, you, you can't pull your arms apart. That's, that's, that's how you start teaching punt return. I learned that from Jeff Fisher and watched it. But that's, they, I'm glad they did that drill out there today because it's a very good teaching tool that you look at and say, well, you know, they're trying to do a circus trick out there. They're really not. They're, <laughs> teaching, they're, they're teaching you to keep a basket. Roman Wilson, wide receiver, Michigan, 5'10 186. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the light is ever, but here's the thing. I saw a uh, linebacker, I think, get a little bit too close to him today. And he somewhat let him know within the confines of this, uh, this being an all-star game. But he can move. He can go side to side, back and forth, and also just become a problem to people. One of those guys, you see him at the end of the day, he's got six catches for 72 yards, and you wonder why. He's not your number one per se. But he's a guy that continues to move the chains. That's what you're looking for from his style, his size also. And, and when, he, when it comes his way, he delivers. And the, and the young man is – he's not like lightning quick, but he's got a good radar for the ball. Like you said, he finds the landing spot, and then he can make some things happen after he catches the football. But this is the young man that, you know, you started seeing down the stretch as Michigan goes through an incredible year. And when he gets to the college football playoffs, he's showing up. Well, he's just continuing that in in this format. He's smooth. 
I mean, he's got smooth movements. And also, you know, they've got that zebra system down here that tracks everything. It tracks speed. It tracks distance covered. It tra- he's the number one distance guy that's covered distance down here on the, on the first day. And he, I, I would assume he emulated it today because when he's doing things, he's doing them full speed, and he's also constant motion. He's constant motion. There's not a whole lot of herky-jerky to his game. We had a chance to visit with some people today, and we want to share those interviews with you on the OTP. I want to start with Dylan Lauby, running back New Hampshire, 5'9 half, 210 pounds. Rep Brian, this guy has impressed and got, got better today. His pass protection, he showed up. He seems to be in the right spots. What's this guy's story? He is a small-town guy. He is a smaller running back, but all he did was produce. He just worked harder than just about anybody that was around him, and I think that's why this this week means so much to him. 2,773 yards and 29 touchdowns at New Hampshire, 171 passes he caught for 1,791 yards, and another 14 touchdowns as a pass catcher and four total touchdowns as a kick and a punt returner. There's the value. There's the value. Dylan Lauby sat down with us earlier today, the running back from New Hampshire on the OTP. Dylan Lauby, running back, New Hampshire. Okay, I don't know that I've ever said running back, New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. No offense to New Hampshire. No, it's all good. How did you get to New Hampshire? How did that happen? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a small-town kid from Long Island, New York, um, kind of under-recruited. Um, Small white kid, 180 pound running back that played a, a double wing offense. So once again, there wasn't much teams. They're like, hey, like this kid's pretty good. So uh, kind of doing my junior day camps and kind of getting into all those camps and all that stuff. Uh, there wasn't much much uh, interest in me. So um, there was only a few schools that were like, hey, man, I mean, hey, man, this kid's pr- pretty good. So. Uh, New Hampshire was one of them and kind of ultimately was the only offer that, that I got out of high school. So uh, I took it, man, and um, haven't looked back ever since. So yeah. As we've watched you practice and we've seen the yeah. GPS speeds, yeah. Coach Dave McGinnis likes to say guys can run run. <laughs> Some people can run yeah. and then other people can run run. Okay. You look like you can run, run. <laughs> what, try to. What have you done in the yeah. 40 in the past, and what do you hope to do in the 40 going forward? Yeah, it's funny because um, coming from a small school, uh, they see my speed, but they're like, ah, I don't know if he's uh, that fast. So they got me projected, uh, like I think, like a mid 4-5. I was like, really? Really? Damn. Um, I was like, really? Are you serious? Really, man? Come on, man. Come on, so, man. Give me some respect. So I'm training now in uh, Fort Myers. So we're doing a lot of combine training and like all that stuff. So uh, all my numbers and all my splits, we haven't really run like a full 40. We're doing a bunch of splits from like our 10-yard split from our 10 to 20 and then our, our uh, back end. Uh, so all my numbers so far are between uh, a 445 to like a 448. So I'm in that range so um i think that's going to be kind of where i end up so uh, laser time first of all you don't get here it's it's not a it's not an accident that you're here yes sir i mean the national football league i mean i've been in it all my life yeah they they find people yes sir they find people so you know regardless of, of where you're from but now that you're here yeah and and you seem like a pretty intelligent dude yeah 
you understand there's a there's a there's a lot that you can absorb just oh yeah daily through this through it's this, awesome through this yeah isn't it I mean it really is when you yeah. really start you really start thinking about it and dial into it. what's the biggest thing you've picked up just from here from your meetings with the coaches and then you've already had a practice on the field yeah you're going to have some just talk to me a little bit about what you you all of a sudden you process yeah. and you go wow I just think from the experience from all the coaching staff and all the kind of football IQ that I'm like learning now and kind of just not taking it for granted it's just it's just so cool just seeing how they just kind of interpret the game like every single coach is super different so once you just like how like how how intense they are too um just kind of just like makes me want to like run through through a brick wall so like I'm kind of like jacked up about it so yeah and, and so, and it's and you know, you can you can absorb that. Talk to me. Talk to us yeah. and our yeah. and our and our listeners because this will this will go. Yeah, you know, just Tennessee Titans and everywhere yeah. else worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, yeah it's yes. international. Yeah, yeah. 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 Talk, yeah. Talk, yeah. Nice. talk to me Perfect. about about just the pass protection part of it. Yeah, that is a huge. You can you can run run and they'll yeah. never take that away from you. Yeah. But there's so much more the nuances that go into it. Yeah. You so. know, last year the Titans found a running back down here, Tajay Spears, Spears. That was He's awesome. Just, He's awesome. But Talk to me about yeah. some of those nuances now that you're you, you see that you have to so, work on. Yeah, the biggest thing today we got some uh, pass pro drills. So there you it's go, fun right there. So, uh, but yeah, especially in the in the game today, like every running back is good, really. I mean, kind of, but there's the difference, no, there's the no, difference between there's no the great, kinda to it. Yes, yes. <laughs> the uh, di- uh, difference between great and and the best is how they're able to be uh, versatile. So it could be from the pass pro to be a, a receiver and now especially if you're a uh, third down back man it's so important if you're able to block because you know as a running back you can't just run got to be also a receiver you got to be a lineman too so it's it's a huge important thing and it's pretty tough too i'm no, not gonna lie no 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 it, it, it's it's it one of, tough. It, it's one of the most i mean i've had a few players in my life it it's it's one of the hardest transitions mm-hmm. because it's a completely different skill and it's the a completely speed, yep. different mindset 100 percent. as far as the, the, the from scanning f- uh, there you there from you go scanning and the different type of backers too from a, 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 bull, a bull rush to a speed rush to if they're making a move it's it's tough man it's tough 100 <laughs> percent. dylan you spoke about being a small town guy smaller running back all of that so when you got this invitation, where were you? What was it like? Take me to that moment. Yeah, uh, it was our second to last game of the season. I was in my hotel Friday night before our game. Um, I got a call from my agent who, who uh, put a uh, combined call with me, my dad, and him. And he uh, told me that I was invited to the Reese's Bowl. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is awesome. Uh, it was definitely a uh, surreal thing for me. It was a great experience, and I was like, "All right, now it's time to go, man." So um, I definitely finished 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 out my uh, season first, but really after that, man, I was jacked up about it. You showed out on on day one yep. for sure. So, uh, and you talked about pass pro today, but uh, what do you want to stack today? What do you think you yeah, want to do better? Yeah, we got stacked today, man. We got stacked today. So I think a lot of people, especially having like one good day, they they are just like, "Hey, man." I'm fine with that. Uh, I think for me personally, I still want to prove to everyone, hey, like I, I, I belong. So once again, I'm gonna keep on stacking the days. Uh, pass pro today is super important, so I gotta win my one-on-ones with those. Um, I kind of showed, 
yesterday that I could run the ball, I could catch the ball. So now, and now the third asset of that is now pass pro. If you're talking to somebody and you tell them you're a running back, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, really? I've never seen you play. All the time. Okay. I've never seen you play. Who would be somebody that I would say is a comp to you that I could picture in my mind that has played? Who is a Dylan yeah. Lowby comp if you and I are having that conversation and I've never seen you? He's uh, – I hate to say this, but once again, he's probably, if not the best back in the league right now, is uh, Chris McCaffrey. No kidding. Um, I think, once again – our our offense, we kind of schemed ourselves around the Niners, too. Um, ju- just the way they use him in space, uh, get him in empty, and kind of just using him in a bunch of different ways. Uh, we kind of did the same thing. I'm not saying we were the same thing, sure. but, we, but we did the same thing like that. Fun. Yeah. That's so. good stuff. Um, very impressed with what we've seen so Thank far. You. Look forward to seeing more. Yeah. and. Clearly, you are a guy who belongs. Appreciate and that. You have already shown that and will continue to show Appreciate it. that. Dylan Lowby, thanks for the time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. SeatGeek is now the official ticketing partner of the Tennessee Titans. Whether you're buying or selling tickets to Titans games or any live event in Nashville, SeatGeek is the place to do it. SeatGeek, the new official ticketing partner of the Tennessee Titans, so Titans fans can fan. Ramon Foster said earlier on this edition of the OTP that the back who is really separating himself is Marshawn Lloyd. Five-star coming out of DeMatha in Maryland. He's originally from the state of Delaware, drove all the way to Maryland every day to go to high school. He goes to South Carolina, knee injury, two pretty good years after that then decides to transfer to Southern Cal, has a really nice 2023. I had a chance to visit with Marshawn Lloyd post-practice today at the Reese's Senior Bowl. USC running back Marshawn Lloyd, what have you felt like your first couple days out here have been like? It's been really good, um, being able to compete against everyone, um, having the opportunity just to be out here. Um, the best athletes are here right now, so it's just good to be able to compete against them. Is that why you chose to come to the Senior Bowl? Yes, um, the best of the best come to the Senior Bowl. And if you're not here, then it's just it just shows exactly what type of player you are. I mean, just this is the best play, the best place to be during this time is to be, be able to showcase your talents in front of the, like an early showcase of your talents to all the different scouts and everything. So I just feel like it's the best place to be at this time. Why is your contact balance so good as a running back? Um, honestly, I don't, it's just, just how I'm built, just the way I've, I've always been. Um, and it's, I'm actually lucky being able to be a running back, you need a good balance. So having that is, is super cool. You played at South Carolina. You played at USC. How much does it help you now as you enter the pro ranks that you've done it a couple of different ways in terms of systems and what's been asked of you? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, different systems, different schemes. Um, USC was a different scheme than South Carolina. So just um, – having different coaches, being able to learn the playbooks and get able to uh, learn think new different things. It's going to be the same for the, the NFL because I just feel like I've already been through it. I've been through the, the new play calls. I've been through the, the newest schemes, learning different players. So I feel like it's going to be easier when I go to the NFL. Why do you have so much comfort in the pass game? Uh, because I, I trust my, my ability to catch the ball as well as um, protection. I trust everything I do. So if you prepare you know, well enough, and I think you don't have to worry about anything. Are you surprised how much you hear about pass pro as you come into the pro ranks? Not, not at all. Um, I think uh, pass protection is everything. If, for a running back, you have to be able to protect the guy next to you, and that's just the biggest thing ever. What's the biggest thing NFL teams are trying to find out about Marshawn Lloyd through this process? Honestly, just toughness. I'm willing to uh, work um, 
carry the ball, uh, pass protection, um, and just be able to run routes. So I just feel like just all around, I just want to show them exactly what Marshawn Kaloy could do. You were a five-star coming out of high school. Exactly. You have dealt with expectations all along. How much does that help you as you come to the Reese's Senior Bowl and start through this process? It helps a lot. You know, pressure, pressure. I love it. It's, it's something that, that drives me. Um, pressure is it's not even really pressure to me. It's just a, another opportunity to get out there and be able to have fun. Tough guy, Marshawn Lloyd, running back, USC. Marshawn Lloyd with us on the OTP. Ramon Foster, harken back to you here and the, to really discuss with you why you think that Marshawn Lloyd is the guy separating himself as the best running back in Mobile. First, um, in today's NFL, his down the field ability. I feel like it's been his ability to track the ball, separate from linebackers who will cover him or safeties. He's done that this week. And then when he runs the ball, his shifting his side to side. We saw him today. I feel like get in between the tackles, go left and go right real quick, so much so, and got praise from one of the coaches. That's how you make a move. I saw that today from him and not sure if – there's an other running backs do it, but he's just looked a little bit different this week so far. He's a vision one-cut runner, which is, is, which is what you're looking for, and he has the added plus to him is that, is that he can catch the football. Not only catch the football, he can run routes. And, Mike, this is a draft that, unlike other years, doesn't have a clear-cut number one running back. He can help himself a lot with that department this week. There's a thought that no running back goes in the first round. Right. Do you guys buy that right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's talk about one of the sleepers here. And, Rhett Bryan, you have to tell this story. Jalex Hunt, <laughs> outside linebacker, Houston Christian. And no offense to the fine folks at Houston Christian. I, I was not aware of them. I, I'm sorry, Coach. I, I know I should know. 6'3", <laughs> six, which means he's over 6'3 and a half. Over 6'3 and a half, 250 pounds. Who is Jalex Hunt, Rhett Bryant? Well, first of all, you left out the other 82 and 7 eighths inch wingspan. He is a long football player. So, Jalex Hunt, originally in the Ivy League, it was a safety at Cornell. A safety at Cornell. And then we go back another step, and he was a wide out slash cornerback playing both ways in high school. He's very raw as an edge pass rusher in this deal. He is a developmental thing. But he has a unique blend of size, range, skill sets, athletic ability. Like if this guy gets invited to the combine, he may put up some numbers. People go, oh, okay, I get it. But he's smart, as you're about to hear right here. And one of the reasons that he and Coach Mack hit it off, I did a little digging. He's a business major, just like Coach Dave McGinnis. That's why they hit it off. Way to go, Coach. <laughs> well, he's a lot smarter than I am. I don't know about that, but he is impressive. <laughs> Jalex Hunt from Houston Christian. Outside linebacker with us on the OTP. Jalex Hunt, outside linebacker, Houston Christian. Welcome. Yes, sir. Thank you for having All me. All right, so what is the Senior Bowl experience like for you? Tiring, <laughs> draining. We have full schedules every day, but it's a blessing. I wake up and thank God every day. It's just, it's just like this is a dream come true. You know, you always watch it on TV. But actually being able to play in it with the best of the best, like they say, and advertise, everybody out here is good. Everybody out here is out here for a reason, and I just love being here. What skill set do you think you possess most obviously that allowed you to be selected for the Reese's Senior Bowl? My motor, my athleticism, my uh, ability 
to play football and react, my instincts, you know. Um, a lot of football, I feel, is played similarly everywhere that you go. But what really differentiates people is how fast they're able to make decisions. And I think my IQ allows me to play a lot faster than a lot of my opponents. You've had a very, a very interesting path to yes, here. Yes, A very interesting path. Now, as evaluators looking at it, what you look at and you say is there's either one or two things going on. Either, either he's had issues places or he's really hungry about moving on and, and really dedicated to this sport. And I think you Indeed. probably fall into the latter category. Definitely. You fall into the latter category. But now that you're, now that you're here, it doesn't really matter how you got here. It's Not what at you, all. It's what you do here. And, and talk to me about you've already had one day of practice. You've had, yes, you've had a full two days of meetings. What, what is it you're looking to improve upon not only – today's practice but the practices leading up to the game talk to me about something that you've learned because i know you've been told a lot since you've been here yes no i believe me i've coached in this thing for a lot of years i know you've been told a lot of things like you're going what in the world a so lot. Talk, talk to us about that one thing watching film yesterday i was able to get in with the coaches after practice uh after a little bit of the meetings i need to work on a, a rush plan um i'm new to the position i'm learning still so being able to sit around these guys and listen to what they have to say about it. Um, I'm athletic. I have all the tools that I need, but now I need to put it together. Um, a lot of handwork, a lot of technique in my rushes. I need to get upfield. I need to threaten to tackle more. So I'm going to be getting on their toes, trying to make them sink down, stop their feet because I'm faster around the edge, and then work some hands. And see, that's a great answer because you're paying attention. You're Indeed. paying attention. And really, you probably hadn't been told that a lot of places that you've been, correct? It's just go get it, right? Go get the ball. Go man. get the ball. Go get the ball. See, that's important. Those are the things you need to absorb down here. The other thing is, is talk to me about, like, from yesterday's practice now to today's practice, how you plan to put that in. Because you're going to have a lot of one-on-ones. You still are going to. Indeed. That's the focus down here. Yes, talk sir. to us about that. I'm, it's going to start. I'm going to get out there early. Um, we get to the field. We have uh, about 30 minutes before practice. I'm going to get out there, see if I can get uh, a D-line coach over there, just work on my hands, warming up to the reactions, just making sure my attack, my attack track, the track I learned that this week, my see? track. Well, sure. Um, my track is, is threatening to the tackle. Instead of too much upfield and away from the quarterback, I need all my rushes and my hips to face the quarterback at all times. So just making sure – that uh, I'm doing that so I can implement it throughout practice and then one-on-ones and then into team and pass and, uh, pass drills. Those are great answers. Jalex, I'm looking at your tail of the tape here. 6036, 250, arms 34 and 28, wing 82 and 78. The chop is in your repertoire, that long reach and those long arms. That's long how arm it chop. starts for you. Yes, it? sir. So I, I read an interview uh, that you did a few weeks ago. It said that you felt like your your player comp is Brian Burns. Yes, sir. Of the Carolina Panthers. Why Brian Burns? Florida guy. I've been watching him since Florida State before mm -hmm. I even played the position. I, I've always liked how he played. I pride myself on having a high motor, um, being all over the field. Brian Burns is all over the field. He's also athletic. Long length in arms, similarly to mine. Um, he's 6'5", I think. I'm right around the 6'4 mark, depending on who you ask, depending on who <laughs> measures you. I'm right around the 6'4 mark. He was two, 240 in, in college. I, I was 239, playing around the same uh, same range. He's obviously gotten bigger since he's gotten to the league, and I plan to do so as well. I'm 250 right now. So uh, his motor, his length, his athleticism, his IQ, 
His um, technique is something that I, am, I, I admire, and I think that playing like him is, is something that's definitely in my wheelhouse. That's a pretty good track to follow because he's, he's done pretty well for himself. He, does, yeah, <laughs> he has. Well-known guy, well-known Absolutely. player. What have you learned from your journey through the college process all the way to here in Mobile at this moment? Man, the easiest one would have to be you just got to work. Um, you know, uh, my track hasn't allowed me to have all the resources that a lot of players have had. So one thing that I can do is always work hard. So I work at just every position, every place that I go to. Um, so that's what that's really taught me. Just keep working, keep your head down. As you continue to go through this process, what are you looking most forward to? Continuing to learn, continuing to play at a higher level. I don't think that I've played my best football yet. I think it's a lot of uh, a lot of my best football is ahead of me. So just being able to get the coach and the resources to bring that out of me is something that's really exciting. Because if I'm able to have this success right now, just imagine what I can do in, in a couple years. You know what's amazing about him is so many guys come into this process and they're so nervous and they're on edge and you're fully enjoying it. I have to. This yeah, is something that you can't. But not everybody, not everybody does that down here. They're, sure. they're afraid to make a mistake. They're, and it's like, hey, I'm here. Let's roll. Man, what are what you going to do? You're going to make <laughs> mistakes. You're going to get some of the best athletes in the world, in my opinion, at their position, some of the best coming out of college. So, I mean, it's football. Somebody's always going to be a, a step quicker. You just got to react. You got to learn how to react, and you can't be mad. You got to play football, and I can do that well. You know, to me, this is, this is really fun, visiting with you. And, uh, Thank you. I coached in this league for a long time. Longer than you've been alive. Okay. I would, I would love to be able to coach you. You know what it reminds me of talking to him? Keith Bullock. Uh-huh. It's exactly how Bully was. You know, Keith Bullock played for the Titans for years. You know, all-pro player. Yes, sir. Is just, was just fabulous, but had kind of the same, you know, I mean, he played at Syracuse, but he had a few bumps in the road, you know, coming on. And, and, but he was like this. When he would talk, he had a plan. That's Jay Lex Hunt. How do you not like that? Uh, hey, that was that. I've interviewed a few guys down here in my career. That guy's impressive. He was impressive. You know what? I gave him a compliment. Talking to him is so bright-eyed. We were his first radio interview ever. 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 He had never done a radio wow. interview. No, never done. And he didn't want to take the headset off. We hated to tell him this is not radio, actually. This is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but he, he – he, <laughs> And he, it didn't phase him a bit. It wouldn't didn't phase care. him a bit, yeah. He was so, he was so bright-eyed, and he is intelligent. And, you, and I was asking him, and these guys were too, some real – you know, some football questions as far as – tell me what you – you know, the, the real – you know, not just the, the top of the – off your head, what are you working on? He knew. He knew you could tell he's listening. I was impressed with that guy a lot. And, Mike, I felt like I left you hanging. I'll be honest with you, okay? You're not the only one that didn't know about Houston Christian, okay? Thanks, Coach. That was my first time hearing about it Thanks, this week, Coach too. Foster. But the prospect, <laughs> he's solid. He, he is as solid as you get rawness about him. But the football tools is there. No, he. I gave him a, a another compliment because I'm just you know drawing. Because you were handing out compliments this morning. Well, sometimes I don't. Cause, it's true because I mean what I say, mm-hmm. and you know, I, if he's a donkey, I'd have told him that. No, but, I wouldn't have done. Wow. Yes, I would have. No, you the, 
What did you see from him in practice today? Well, first of all, he's really raw. I mean, the first time he wanted to get off in, in team and really go, I mean, he got way overextended. He slipped. He fell down. But he was one of the first guys to chase downfield. I mean, he just didn't sit there and pound the dirt and roll. I mean, the guy, the guy is an effort guy, but he is extremely raw. Somebody's going to get a hold of this guy. And, and it's going to be about a, probably a good two-year investment in him. But the other thing is, is for his height and length, he's rail thin. He's rail thin right now. I mean, as soon as he starts getting into an, an NFL weight and a nutrition program, going to have something special there. And he weighs 250, right? I know, and it's amazing. And, and, he, and he looked like a pipe cleaner. He looked like there. he was 225. Yeah. He, he really did. He really did. Ramon, you've been around a lot of guys in your time in the NFL who have come out of smaller programs and then have gone on to have success in the NFL. Certainly you like to have the power of five guys who've played under the lights and in front of the big crowds. But there are guys who succeed. For a guy like Jalex Hunt, what is the common denominator among the, the players from small schools who have succeeded that he will need to have in order to make it? I think it will be important to go to an established team, a coach that understands that, look, we got time to let him grow. As much as we want to say it's on him, no. The coach get fired and the coach that didn't like him coming out, he's gone. So he has to go. He has to get drafted by a squad that understands that too. And here's the other thing too that a lot of guys run into as, as in the locker room. Well, he was a first rounder. Screw that. We looking for playmakers. If you put yourself in the box and say to yourself, "Oh, I'm just a, a fifth round," or "I'm just a fourth round," or "I'm undrafted," well, they're gonna treat you like one too. Everybody's on the same page when it comes down to that practice field. And if I've seen guy after guy, Chris Hubbard, a UAB undrafted mm-hmm. guy, okay, Matthew Filer from Bloomington University. Ever heard of it? You probably have, Mike. But yes, B- Bloomington. Not really. <laughs> Made, I, I pre- you got been me to back Bloomington, right there. Indiana. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's a small school guy, Amish country guy that uh, that that earned it on the practice field for a year or two, like Coach Max says, has to happen, and ended up getting a big contract with the Los Angeles. Chargers. These is the type of things that happen in the NFL because if you have a, a product that you can provide to a team, they're going to find a way to get it out. You, Coach Mack, are you drafting a guy like Jalex Hunt with the idea in mind that he probably is going to need a red shirt year? Yes. Okay. You absolutely are. But during that time, during that time, you are working that skill set. You're working it because it, it'll come. It'll come sooner because he wants it so bad. You can tell he wants it so bad. And plus, he's got some ability. You don't just get invited down here because somebody knows your aunt and your uncle. I mean, <laughs> right. I, I'm, I mean you're, you're, you're invited down here because you got something that NFL teams want to see. And so, absolutely. With that red shirt year, you're throwing all your best resources and assets at him to grow into that body because he's real thin and to put everything to him to – to get the best version of him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, a, it, and, and it's an investment, in my humble opinion, that will probably pay off. Well, and the other thing, too, what I was getting ready to say, Red, is for a guy like that, sometimes you're saying redshirt year, and then he just keeps coming on because he wants it, and you're like, well, let's get him out there 10 plays a game. Let's get him out there to cover kicks. Let's get – and, you know, we saw some of that last year where – the Titans got Caleb Murphy out there late in the season to let him get his nose bloodied a little bit, let him cover a kick, let him see what it feels like to warm up on game day and run through the tunnel and have that sort of experience. And, and that's the part of it, too. You can redshirt through reps. 
Special teams were a lot of really good defensive players cut their teeth and wide receivers also. Practice squad stuff that you have to if you don't make the 53-man roster. You can cut your teeth by not by also playing also. Sure. Are you smart enough to know where your zone is on kickoff coverage? Can you pump protect? All those things attribute to a guy making the team and getting better where that investment and that red shirt year is actually production for them also. It's fun to watch all this, isn't it? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm having a blast watching it. Just because being on the back end of a retired player, see the youthfulness in them, seeing them, you know, compete, not understanding what the NFL is about, but knowing that it is bright and shiny if they just do those right things that Coach Mack and you guys have already mentioned. Well, it's like meeting a guy like Dylan Lowby, the running back from New Hampshire. And you're, you're saying, can he do it? Well, he certainly thinks he can, and he doesn't have a confidence problem in a good way, Red. No, and, and that's, that's why I said to start that interview we just played with him, it means more to him. To your point about you know small school guys who weren't drafted and those kinds of things, it means more. It, he has been a, a bigger fish in a smaller pond for a while now, but he realized – Oh, I've got a real chance to to show something with the other big fish from the really big ponds. Good stuff, guys. Can I say something before we You before certainly we can. Ramon? Yeah. Bring your own binoculars next time we come next year. <laughs> wow, there it is. <laughs> what? Rhett and I was trying to see some advertising no, 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 no. earlier. Rhett, Coach Matt. Rhett, Rhett's not in this. Rhett, I'm telling Coach. you. Look, because. Uh, do we really uh, want to do this on the cause, air? Cause you, yes. Okay. You, you like to watch it. I do. And, and I do, too. And I, I brought those and, and bought them with my own money for a reason. So You, you bought got, them with your own money. That's yeah. like what you used to say when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> David bought those with his own, own money. money now. They're he special. Bought, I bought, and so you, you've got your own money. But but see, Coach no, Mack. it's over. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you you have the ability to rebut if you'd like, Mr. No, Fo- see, Coach Foster. The, the real <laughs> a, a, a real student is to know when to say when, and I've said when. He told me twice already on the ride down. He said I should have got him, and then when I just took him from him and was just watching the field, Coach. I mean, <laughs> he got fed up, I guess. All right, so uh, we obviously got some personal problems here in the OTP, <laughs> which I didn't know that we would share with the entire audience, but we have. Uh, thank you to the OT people. Please forgive us for our personal problems here on the program from Mobile. For Rhett Bryan, Coach Mack, and also Ramon Foster, Mike Keith, thanks you for listening again and putting up with us on the OTP.